Hi, welcome to the Cake Adjacent Podcast, a once a week update on all things food, family, community, gardening, whatever. We call it Sidecar. If it has to do with rituals around food and holidays, making food or taking it places, or remembering just what we were eating during important times in our lives, we'll talk about it here. A quick update from the garden. We got about 50 pepper plants, cucumber, and tomato plants into the ground this week before it got too hot. I still have to get all the flowers and herbs planted, but those go into pots, and I think I can do that in the shade. I will say that I've been having a lot of trouble in the sun lately. Um, I think it's this medication I'm on for the cancer, and it's causing some sort of reaction to the sun, Um, and I don't like it one bit, but I seem to do okay when it's cloudy and when I'm in the shade, so I will just stick to that. A quick update from today's trip to the farmer's market. No strawberries, but I think it's because we had a lot of rain this past week, and it's probably just a lull in strawberries. We'll see about more tomorrow. But guess what? I did see a friend from San Diego at the market. He and his wife live here now. And that was just the most awesome thing because there is nothing I like better than running into people I know in the sprawling suburbs of Northern Virginia. And I know that sounded snarky, but it is absolutely for real. I love it when I run into people I know when I am out. I'm looking forward to spending more time with them. But that's not what I wanted to talk to you about today. I have a fun story to tell you about a trip I took a few years ago, um, three years ago, actually, this week. And I've been wanting to tell you this story since I started the podcast. And probably some version of this will turn up in the Two Chocolate Cakes episodes, um, season two or season three. But it's really too good of a story not to tell you about it today. When I was 10 years old, my mother filled out a form in the back of World Magazine, which was the National Geographic for Kids, to match me with a pen pal. I was matched with a 10-year-old girl from Scarborough, North Yorkshire, England. We wrote to each other on that crinkly onion skin airmail paper, do you remember that? That was so thin on the regular, telling each other about our lives, which were alike in so many ways, but different in others. She had a younger sister and I had an older one. Her family was more middle class and mine was a little bit lower class. She wore a uniform to school and she was a very serious student and I was not at all student uh, serious and more like Anne of Green Gables and we did not wear uniforms. And I learned all about the queen and we had started writing each other right around the queen's silver jubilee. And Bev sent me all these souvenirs from that time and pictures of all of the parties that every village and city and town had for the queen um, and, and all kinds of, of, of coins and stamps and pamphlets and, you know, everything you could imagine, like basically everything short of actual cake. And same for the royal wedding of Charles and Diana. Uh, when my mother and I actually took the day off of work uh, and we got up at three o'clock in the morning and we watched it on our black and white television. And in return, I gave Bev the total and full intel on, you know, um, parks and rec swimming lessons and day camp and transitioning from elementary school to high school and drama club and all of the things that I was involved with. 
Now, we lost touch around the time that we were both heading off to college. But when Diana was killed in that terrible accident, I started wondering what had happened to my dear pen pal, and I used the internet to try to find her. And I searched a million different ways. I had known that she had wanted to become um, an elementary school teacher, and I searched for her name and all kinds of kindergarten schools, and I couldn't find her. I was not able to find her. And then when William and Catherine got married, I tried again. But this time, after I was not able to find her, I reached out to the local newspaper in the town where she grew up. They had a Facebook page, and I sent them a message, and I asked them if they had any advice on how I might find her. I had explained that we had been pen pals, and I didn't get any response, and I honestly didn't really expect them to. But about two weeks later, I got an email from her. And she led with this. My father just called me from Scarborough, and she and he said, this is why I don't want an iPad. And because it seems that he reads the print copy of the Scarborough News from cover to cover, and the paper had actually printed the message that I had sent them through Facebook about looking for her, and he absolutely remembered me and called her. And this was about seven years ago. And so we fell back into the easy correspondence via email and Facebook and telling each other about the routes our lives had taken and our mutual struggles with illness and marriages that had gone bad and remarriages that were working and careers and family and beloved ginger cats. And just before Christmas in 2018, she said, so when are you coming to visit? And so on a whim, I looked online that moment and I found a pretty cheap flight from Washington, D.C. or Dulles via Icelandic Air and booked a flexible trip to last a month from mid-May to mid-June of 2019. And I said to her, I wasn't sure of your schedule, so I can adjust it, but I want you to just go ahead and book it. But I, I got an, you know, I got an, a, an adjustable ticket so that, you know, I can just, you know, come or go at any time. And she said, no, stay the whole time, plan to stay the whole time. And so I did. I took an actual vacation from my job for the first time in 10 years. I am not a very good vacationer, by the way. And I headed to Wales for a month. I thought that I'd finished the book that I had been working on the last 10 years, but I didn't. And spoiler alert, I turned it into the Two Chocolate Cakes podcast. And my pen pal's husband was retired, so he took me on, on little one-day excursions almost every single day during the weeks. We went to local castles and museums and parks and zoos and all the places where I could get a scone or a cheese toasty. And oh my God, the cheese toasties. I would have to say that the best cheese toasty I had was in Sainsbury's. He took me to the Cadbury and Lynn outlets. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know that how much I love those Lint chocolate balls. And I think even he was shocked at how much money I could spend on chocolate. You'd think that I didn't have chocolate in the United States. I worked in their garden and we watched the Chelsea Flower Show on TV because it was really hard to get tickets, so we didn't decided that we wouldn't go, but we would watch it on TV every day. We watched Prime Minister Questions, which I watch on TV 
while I watch on YouTube. Um, here now, and I got uh, introduced to Eurovision, um, which was is quite a thing. Uh, and we did the food shopping at all the grocery stores. I made friends with the local butcher who sets up a truck on Thursdays, and we put cat food out for the resident hedgehog so I could meet it. But Cromwell, their orange kitty, who had like the thickest fur and tolerated all of my endless lovies, like that cat was so patient with me. Uh, Cromwell would eat the hedgehog's cat food. And I even did some work while I was there because I am not capable of having a vacation. And on the weekends, we did longer trips. Bev was off from work and we did hikes and I logged over 80 miles walked, which is a lot for me. And I went through a lot of band-aids until I finally uh, bought a pair of decent hiking shoes and socks, which really saved my feet. And the views were just incredible. I mean, we walked through these fields of sheep and or cows and the birds were always overhead. And it was like something out of an 18th century PBS drama. I mean, it was just... It was just magical. It was a magical trip of a lifetime. And my hosts were so accommodating and lovely. I mean, for all intents and purposes, I was a complete stranger. And so were they. And we all took this epic leap of faith. I remember them saying that their friends were really worried that I'd be some crazy conservative Trump person. I mean, can you even imagine a month with someone like that in your house? We had a couple more trips before I headed home, one to her parents in North Yorkshire, which was so wonderful to see them and spend time with them. And then down to Devon to visit the donkey sanctuary where I had adopted an ancient donkey named Coco some months before my trip and a swing through Cheddar Gorge on the way home where I did in fact buy all the cheese. And of course I took pictures the entire time. I probably took over 5,000 pictures um, and sometimes when I'm feeling a little blue, I will just go through all those pictures. So why am I telling you all this now? Because I look back in my calendar and my faceback memories at this time three years ago, pre-pandemic, I was so excited and I was a lot anxious about my trip. And even though things are continuing to be so awful for a lot of us right now, a million plus Americans gone from this pandemic, not to mention all the other tragedies of the last two and a half years, and we don't know what is going to happen. Monkeypox, are you kidding me? I was so fortunate to have been able to have this experience because if I had put it off a year, we it would have been canceled. And who knows um, if I would have been able to reschedule it. The summer following my return from Wales, my oldest childhood friend, Lynn, who is Nell Rock, in two chocolate cakes, died. She drank herself to death, making my pen pal Bev literally the oldest friend I have now. I will never not be thankful to her and her husband for their incredible generosity and letting them and letting me live with them for a month. And I hope one day when my house is finally clean enough, I can return the favor. And I also ate my weight in scones and clotted cream, and I am an absolute convert to clotted cream, which goes on the scone first, and then the jam, and no one will ever convince me otherwise. And everywhere we went, um, I had to try scones, um, even though the clotted cream is pretty much the same everywhere you go, I still had to try it everywhere we went. And of course, lots of cakes and potatoes roasted in goose fat and Sunday roasts. And I ended up having to buy 
another duffel bag and borrow a piece of luggage from Keith and Bev in order to accommodate all of the candy and tea towels and cheese I brought home. I'm sure that doesn't surprise anybody. And there's a lot more to this story and this trip, and you'll hear about it in season two or three of Two Chocolate Cakes. And But I'll reference it often because it really was such a defining moment for me. For as much as I'm an outgoing, um, love to make friends wherever I go kind of person, I can be quite anxiety ridden about trying new things. It's sometimes very hard for me to get out of my comfort zone. And so this trip required a Xanax the size of a Georgetown cupcake. And my father's parents were from Ireland. They were actually from Northern Ireland, but because um, Ireland, Ireland hadn't been created yet. And he had always wanted to see where he had come from, where his people had come from, and also see the great gardens of Britain, because those are the kinds of gardens that he grew out on Fisher's Island. And I'm sorry that he never got to go, but I felt like around every bend in the walking path and every castle garden and behind every tree or waterfall or stream and on the beaches of Devon and Scarborough, my father was with me and I can't wait to go back. Okay, it's time for the food holidays of the week. And honestly, I'm going to finish up the whole month here because next Saturday I'm going to be visiting Ben's parents, so I'm not sure I'll be recording a pod until Sunday night. So don't worry if you don't see one on Saturday, just enjoy the long weekend. Today, May 21st, is Strawberries and Cream Day, and I am 100% in favor of the cream being ice cream. In fact, I made a big batch of strawberry sauce yesterday, and it looks perfect for going on top of ice cream, yogurt, or for using in cocktails. And a little spoiler alert, uh, this is one of the Patreon gifts. So if you join the Patreon, uh, this is the kind of thing that you get quarterly as a gift. Uh, and speaking of cocktails, it is also National Waitstaff Day. And I can tell you that I was the absolute worst cocktail waitress ever. I once dropped an entire tray of bottles uh, and broke a dude's foot, and he still tipped me. And it is such a hard job. And if you're not tipping, even for crappy service, and you're a terrible person because those people do not even get paid a minimum wage. So remember that. And it is World Whiskey Day, which I personally do not care for, but I know that others do. And it is Talk Like Yoda Day. And I will say that if you talk like Yoda to me, I will either ignore you or smack you across the face or both. And it will be a surprise, so I don't recommend you try me. Finally, it is Learn to Swim Day, and this is important. Not enough people know how to swim, and yet they go to pools and the beach, and they go tubing at the lake and in rivers, and they go out on boats, and they don't wear life jackets. Make sure your kids know how to swim. If you don't know how to swim, make a plan to learn. There's no shame in not knowing. There's only tragedy if you drown. Sunday is Vanilla Pudding Day. Okay, I want everyone to be honest here. When was the last time you had vanilla pudding? It is also Buy a Musical Instrument Day, and here's a running list of all the musical instruments I have bought since the pandemic started. A glockenspiel, a child's accordion, an auto harp which needs to be restrung, a ukulele, and a triangle. Monday is National Taffy Day, and 1920 called and said they'd like their candy back. I do like saltwater taffy quite a bit, however, especially the molasses flavor with the peanut butter blob in the middle. So let that be a little reminder to anyone who has the good fortune of going to the beach this summer, because I know that when you're vacationing, you're always thinking about what I'd be eating if I was with you. And speaking of vacationing, it is World Turtle Day, and I cannot wait to tell you my sea turtle story. 
Honestly, the next two seasons of Two Chocolate Cakes is going to be so good. On Tuesday of next week, it's Escargot Day, which, as you probably know, is snails and something that will absolutely not cross my lips. And it is also World Brothers Day. And yes, I have a story about my stepbrother who died in 2003, and I miss him every day. But I also have a great brother-in-law, and I wish I saw him more often because he's definitely one of my favorites. So if you have a brother and you like him, make sure you tell him today. It's also National Scavenger Hunt Day, which is easily one of my favorite party games. And when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, boy, we should have had more scavenger hunts during the pandemic. Like that would have really been like a safe uh, pandemic activity, don't you think? Wednesday is wine day. And while I'm not a wine drinker, I'm certainly surprised that wine only gets one day. Maybe the person who was in charge of requesting an entire month drank too much wine the night before and missed the deadline, which is why they get a Wednesday in May. So there are other interesting things happening today, though. It is National Tap Dance Day. And if you think that Jen Goldbeck and I should learn to tap dance and come up with a whole routine, let me know. It is also Towel Day. And who even knows what that means? Towel Day? Come on, man. Thursday is National Blueberry Cheesecake Day, and I'm reminded that I want to tell you that I saw blueberries at the farmer's market last week, and I feel like it is way too early for blueberries in Virginia, so I can't help but wonder where they came from. This is me raising a skeptical eyebrow. You can't hear it, but I just did it. It is also National Cherry Dessert Day, which, okay, is kind of vague. Uh, that means you could do what you want. I actually bought cherries at Wegmans today after the farmer's market, and I think I'm probably going to turn them into boozy cherries. And I think a couple of you have had my boozy cherries before, and uh, that might also be a Patreon gift. So, you know, if if you need more incentive to join the Patreon. I, I'm a big fan of those Pepperidge Farm frozen turnovers, and the cherry ones are probably my favorite. Friday is Grape Popsicle Day, which is boring, but it is also sunscreen day, which is for wearing and not eating. But do make sure you use reef-safe sunscreen when you're at the beach, even if you're not at a tropical beach, even if you're just at like regular beach. It is also National Cellophane Tape Day, which I can't believe is a thing, but is probably a day my grandmother would have appreciated because she was famous for her overuse of Scotch brand tape. Saturday of next week is National Brisket Day. Good brisket is really good, but oh my God, bad brisket. You might as well just eat an old leather shoe. Am I right? The calendar that I'm using today because I can't find my paper one again tells me it's also Hamburger Day, but I'm pretty sure we already had that uh, another day, uh, but I'm okay with celebrating again because I like hamburgers. Sunday is Coco Van Day, which is chicken cooked in wine. And I feel like we talked about this um, recently, because I mentioned that it was one of those things that was a staple in every French restaurant that my French club went to in high school. It's also Learn About Composting Day, and I am 100% in favor of that. And if you have any composting questions, you just hit me up because I have all of the composting answers. And it is also Paperclip Day. However, I don't have the answers for that. I'm sorry. I don't know why we need a whole day to celebrate paperclips. Monday the 30th is Mint Julep Day, which I really think should be tied to the first Saturday in May because that's Kentucky Derby Day, but I do not make the rules. And as you know, it is also Memorial Day in the United States, not to be confused with Veterans Day. And if you don't know the difference between Memorial Day and Veterans Day, Google it for God's sakes. 
And finally, the very last day of May it is National Macaroon Day, which is a coconut or an almond cookie, not the little airy egg white cookies called macarons. I like either coconut or almond macaroons. I am an equal opportunity macaroon lover. I even like macarons, but I am tired of always having to correct people. Only kidding, I love correcting people. It is also National Save Your Hearing Day. And as someone who has moderate hearing loss from 40 years of migraine headaches, I definitely agree that you want to do what you can to keep from losing your hearing. It is also Necrotizing Fasciitis Awareness Day, and oh my God, that is definitely something you want to be aware of. And finally, it is World No Tobacco Day. And as you know from my podcast, my father was able to get off heroin, opiates in the form of pain pills, and alcohol, but he was never able to quit smoking, and he tried so hard. So please, please do not ever start smoking tobacco. Okay, so that's the month of May for you. A few housekeeping notes. We are nearing the end of the first season of Two Chocolate Cakes. There are two episodes left, and then I'll take a break from recording them while I'll write up the second season, which will be just as awesome as the first season, if not better, but we'll continue to do sidecar episodes every single week. And a little surprise for those of you who have been hanging in there. The first episode of The Agenda the podcast with Jen Coleslaw and Jen Goldbeck, also known as GR Mom and Jen Runs with Dogs, will be dropping sometime in the next week. It is really happening. It's safe to say that our husbands are a little nervous about this development. I mean, two Jens teaming up for shenanigans? What could possibly go wrong? Nothing, because everything is right about this. Until then, please keep sharing and rating the podcast so I move up in the ratings and people talk about me on their podcasts. Thanks so much for your support, and I'll see you next week. And remember, if you're organizing Memorial Day cookout, please use reusable picnic wear. No one wants to hear your fireworks, ever. And it's seersucker season!